0: New episodes every week wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip
1: Trivia Podcast. Hi, it's The Reading Bug, and I wanted to let you know that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group, a global leader in children's publishing with amazing titles like Shouting at the Rain by New York Times bestselling author Linda Malali Hunt. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing Shouting at the Rain and other Penguin Young Readers titles at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore.
2: Hello, reader. Welcome back for part two of our awesome Antarctic adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to listen so you're all caught up. It's awfully cold in Antarctica, but I'm still eager to get back there. Aren't you? Before we go, though, I have a few people to thank. Reading Bug Adventures is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings and made possible by our sponsors and by listeners like you. Please rate our podcast and tell all your friends. And if you want to learn more about how you can help support us, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thanks to all our patrons for your support. Reading Bug Adventures is created, written, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore. You can learn all about us and shop for millions of books by visiting thereadingbug.com. Or, if you'd like us to pick out the perfect books for you and deliver them to your doorstep each month, visit readingbugbox.com. The books in each box are hand-picked by me and the rest of our staff and perfectly matched to each child's interests and reading level. Sign up now for our special three-month summer reading bug box at readingbugbox.com to inspire your reader through the summer months. Okay, we're almost ready to go. But before we do, do you remember what happened last time? That's right, we traveled to Antarctica together where our friend Dr. Patel introduced us to a marine biologist, Dr. Miller, who's living at McMurdo Research Station there. She took us along with her to help find a group of missing penguins. Okay, reader, are you ready for an Antarctic adventure? Me too. Let's flap our wings together and fly. It's time for a reading bug adventure. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper. Hello, Reader. You're back and not a moment too soon. We're all going to need your help. If you remember, in part one of our adventure, we traveled all the way to the McMurdo Station in Antarctica, near the South Pole, where we met our friend, Dr. Miller, a marine biologist studying the penguins here. Welcome back, Reader. We put on a lot of clothes to help us stay warm in these extremely cold temperatures. And we set out on a mission to find and rescue some lost penguins. And we found them! There's a small group of about 20 young penguins at the bottom of a steep hill just in front of us that have become separated from their colony.
1: We've got to do something to help them, Reader. If they can't climb the hill back to their families, they could be in real danger. It's too cold out here for them to survive on their own.
3: Dr. Miller, do you copy? The storm is approaching quickly and it's bringing a lot of wind and snow with it. You and your crew need to get back to the Hagland immediately.
2: And to make things worse, there's a cold winter storm bearing down on us. So, we need to think quickly. How can we save the young penguins and get ourselves quickly back to safety before
0: the storm overtakes us? Reader, do you have any ideas? Sometimes, when we're out conducting research and having trouble climbing an icy hill, we use our ice picks and shovels to dig a few stairs into the hill. That makes it much easier for everyone else in the group to climb.
1: If we can make it to the penguins and dig a few small stairs into the hill for them, maybe they'd be able to climb up to meet their parents. Great
2: idea, Reading Bug, but we'll need to move quickly. The wind is really starting to pick up around us, and I'm starting to feel the cold even through all these clothes. This storm is
0: coming on fast. Okay, everyone, follow me. First, we'll need to grab shovels from the side of the Hagland, so let's hurry back down the hill. In my experience, the fastest way down an icy hill is to slide down on our bumps. Ready?
1: Lauren, reader, sit down on the ice like Dr. Miller and get ready to slide.
0: Great. Okay, let's go. Great work. Now, everyone grab a shovel. Here. Jonathan, keep this Hagland running and warm for us. We're going to save those penguins, but we'll need to get warm in a hurry when we get back.
4: Copy that.
0: Okay, let's go. Everyone, stay close together. As the wind and snow pick up, it's going to become harder and harder to see. You do not want to get lost out here. That's why I have a compass, so we won't lose our way even if the visibility gets bad. A compass is a small device that has a magnetic needle that indicates direction by always pointing to the North Pole. The Hagland is southeast of us. So we should be okay, even if we lose sight of our vehicle, as long as we use the compass to make sure that we head back in that direction. Oh boy, it is getting windier, and the wind makes it feel much colder. Antarctica is the windiest place in the world. The winds can blow up to 200 miles per hour. That's like the winds in hurricanes that blow down houses. The good news is that I don't expect the winds to be anything close to that strong today, but that doesn't mean the storm isn't dangerous.
2: I'm sure glad you brought that compass, Dr. Miller. It's getting harder and harder to see. It feels like someone spray painted the
0: inside of my goggles white. I'm not even sure what I'm stepping on. The wind is blowing the snow on the ground, and that, combined with a touch of fog, is what is making everything so white. We call this kind of weather a whiteout because everything looks like it's covered in a white blanket with no distinguishable features. Stay close. You don't want to get lost out here or be out here without my compass. Reader, keep
4: really close to me, okay? I don't want to lose sight of your bright red jacket in this weather. The wind is really picking up now. We made it.
0: Remember, touching the penguins is a no-no. Hopefully though, they'll be able to see what we're doing and follow us up the hill. Look, Reader, these little penguins
1: look scared and cold. Don't worry, little guys, we're here to help.
0: Dig your crampons into the ice and climb up the hill with me. That's it. Now, everyone, take your shovels and start digging. We want to create a stair that's big enough for the penguins to stand on, about a foot long and a foot wide. Great work. I think that should work. I'll climb up ahead and make two stairs at the top of the hill.
4: Can you make one more a few feet above that? Sure, Dr. Miller. Hurry, Reader. The wind is really whipping through now, and a heavy snow is beginning to fall. I can barely see the Hagland anymore. We've got to finish up. Let's climb a few feet up the hill together. Here, hold my hand so we don't slip and fall. Great! Now, let's dig one more s- step. Great work. Now, where's Dr. Miller? I can't see her anywhere. Dr. Miller, where are you? We've got to get 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 back.
0: I'm right here. I just finished digging two more steps above yours. And look, it's working. The young penguins are starting to use our staircase to climb the hill to their parents. But we don't have time to watch. We need to get back now. The storm is right on top of us. Let me use the compass. Let's see, southeast. The way back to the Hagland is this way. Grab the back of my jacket so we don't get separated.
4: It's really tough walking in this wind. Dr. Miller, I'm not sure I can keep walking. I'm like getting so cold that I'm afraid I'll step in a crack in the ice and get stuck. Lauren, are you okay? You're starting
1: to
0: sound a little funny and... Whoa! I don't think that this whiteout will last too long. We've already taken some of the most important steps to survive it. Now, the most important thing we can do is stay calm.
4: Da-da-da! da da I I... I can't see weeding bug. What's wrong with me? I can't, can't talk. Lauren, don't panic. You have the umbles.
0: That's Antarctica talk for when a person starts mumbling or stumbling. Those are signs that you are getting hypothermia. In other words, your body is getting too cold to survive. Don't worry though, we're almost at the Hagland. Just a little farther. Reader, quickly help Lauren inside. Jonathan, we made it back, but Lauren has the umbles, so please keep it as warm as possible back here.
4: Roger that.
0: Lauren, how are you feeling? Mm, mm. Don't worry, Lauren. We're going to get you through this. I've got to get you warm as soon as possible. Let's get Lauren's blood moving with a quick warm-up exercise. What was that song Lauren sang earlier? The Penguin Waddle? Lauren, reader, do the movements with me. I think it went something like this. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake. Then we spin around. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake. Landing on the ground. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle Shake, shake, shake Landing on the ground Great job, Lauren! How are you feeling? Mm Mmm... Not warm enough yet, so let's try swinging our arms from left to right to really get that blood moving. Swing them with me ten times now. Ready? One... Two... Three... Four... Five... Six... Seven... Eight, nine, ten. Great work. Now let's try that penguin waddle again. Lauren, think you can sing with me this time? Yes, I'm starting to feel better, Dr. Miller. Great, all together. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake. Then we spin around. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake. Landing on the ground. Thank you, Dr. Miller. I'm
2: beginning to feel better. Let's try again, together. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake,
4: shake, shake. Then we spin around. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake.
2: Landing on the ground. That was really scary. But thanks to you and Reader here, I'm starting to warm up again. Let's try one more time, faster now. Reader, sing along and do the moves with me. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake. Then we spin
0: around. Jump, jump, waddle, waddle, shake, shake, shake. Landing
2: on the ground.
4: Whee!
0: Lauren, you're starting to look like your old self again. I'm starting to feel like my old self too. Thank you. But wait,
2: did the reading bug make it back to the Hackland with us? Reading bug? Reading bug? Dr. Miller, When we were out in the storm, I'm afraid the reading bug may have
0: gotten swept up by the wind. I don't think she made it back here with us. We've got to get back out there and find her. Finding a teeny bug in the middle of Antarctica is a little like trying to find a needle in a haystack. The only good news is that the whiteout conditions seem to be lessening. Look out the window. I can see our surroundings again. And out there in front of us, I can see the young penguins finishing the climb up the hill to their parents. Can you see them too, Reader?
2: but I don't see any sign of the reading bug. Wait, what's that? I think, I think it's one of the young penguins and he's coming right this way. He looks pretty funny with a mohawk of those downy gray feathers running down his head and
0: back. What's he doing walking away from his friends? I don't know, but we don't want little mohawk to leave his family to come see us. He may never catch back up with the rest of the colony. Look reader. Little Mohawk is getting closer and closer to the Hagland,
2: and farther and farther away from his family and friends. Wait, now he's stopped a few feet away from us. Maybe he'll turn back around. No, he's just standing there and looking down at his belly. And now he's reaching into what looks like a pouch right under his belly and between his legs and straightening up again with something in his beak.
4: What is that? Lauren, look, that's the reading bag. You're right, Dr. Miller. Quickly, open the door and let her in.
2: Reading bug, reading bug, we thought we'd lost you.
1: Are you okay? Hi, Lauren, reader, and Dr. Miller. I'm just fine. Let me introduce you to my friend Mohawk. He really saved the day. When I popped out of Lauren's hat to check on her, the wind blew me all the way back to the group of young penguins and dropped me into the snow right in front of Mohawk where it was really, really cold. I was so cold that my teeth would have been chattering if ladybugs had teeth. But Mohawk here knew exactly what to do. He picked me up gently with his beak and tucked me into the brood patch on his belly, where it was very snug and warm. I warmed back up almost immediately, and then Mohawk started waddling up
0: the hill to take me back to you. What a remarkable experience reading, Bug. Unlike most birds, including most penguins, Male emperor penguins incubate the eggs that the female penguins lay. Incubate means that they keep the eggs warm until they hatch, and they do this by gently placing the egg in a little pouch in the skin under their bellies. When Mohawk saw that you were cold, Reading Bug, he knew that he could keep you warm by placing you in his brood pouch. What a smart little chick you are! Wait, did you say the father penguins take care of the eggs, Dr. Miller? I thought that female birds always sat on the eggs. Not always, Lauren. Sometimes birds share nesting duties. For example, female sandpipers, pigeons, and doves sit on their eggs at night, but the males sit on the eggs during the day. Most penguins also share egg nesting duties, but the male emperor penguins have 100% of the incubation duties, taking care of the eggs for over 60 days until they hatch. And while they're keeping the eggs cozy and warm, the female penguins return to the ocean to feed. Well. Taking care of the eggs can't be too hard, right? Wrong, Lauren. Taking care of penguin eggs in the middle of an Antarctic winter is very hard. As the winds howl and the temperature drops, the males huddle into a circle to try to keep warm. They shift around all the time so that the males on the outer edges of the circle can change places with the warmer males in the center of the circle. When they walk, The males have to be extremely careful to keep the egg between their feet and the brood patch or else the egg will freeze. The eggs are in danger of freezing? That's right, so keeping them warm is a very difficult task. Did you know that the male penguins are so busy taking care of their eggs that they don't eat at all? And they lose almost 40% of their body weight before the female penguins return. When they do get back, the male birds pass the eggs to the females and then they head to the sea to feed while the eggs hatch with the mothers. The fathers are away when the babies hatch? Yes, they need to eat after all those weeks caring for the eggs. But they do return about six weeks after the eggs hatch, and the mother and father penguins take care of their baby chicks together for the next seven weeks. During this period, the chicks still need constant care. The weather is so cold that if they are left alone for even two minutes, they will freeze.
1: Wow! Mohawk, even though you're so young, you've had an exciting and dangerous life so far. Thank you so much for returning me to my friends. But now you are all alone, far away from your friends and family. You need to rejoin your colony so you can stay warm as winter gets closer and closer. Little penguins don't walk very fast, so you need to head back to your colony right away.
0: Yes, Mohawk, we'd love to keep you, but that's not allowed. You're part of a protected species, and we can't take you home or anywhere else. So go on
4: now, shoo, back to your family. Dr. Miller, Reader, Mohawk isn't going anywhere. He's just standing there and staring
2: at us.
0: Oh, it's just like in Lost and Found by Oliver Jeffers. You're right. And I'm afraid that if we don't get him to turn around right now and follow the rest of his colony, he'll lose them forever. Being all alone in Antarctica is really dangerous for a young penguin. Penguins, especially the young ones, face danger from predators like sharks, killer whales, and leopard seals. Mohawk needs the protection of the other Emperor Penguins if he's gonna survive out here. Reader, what do you think we can do to get little Mohawk here to go back to his family? We've gotta think quickly so
2: he doesn't lose them forever. After saving me, Mohawk and I are really good friends. Maybe he'll follow me back to his colony. But you can't go out there alone, Reading Bug. It's too cold
0: for a little ladybug like you. And we don't want to lose you to the gust of wind again. That's right. But maybe if we all drive toward the other Penguins, Mohawk will follow. Great idea.
1: Let's give it a try. Mohawk, just follow us and we'll make sure you get back to your friends and family safely. Just like you made sure I got back to my friends. Good boy. You can do this. Remember. I see penguin families waddling close to the sea. Mama and Papa and baby makes three. and keeping warm, okay? But don't be frightened. Just follow along behind and we'll get you back to your friends and
0: family. I promise. Jonathan, let's get this vehicle moving. Head north toward the migrating penguin colony and we're going to see if this little guy will follow us. Keep it nice and slow.
4: You've got it, Dr. Miller.
0: Look, it's working. Mohawk is
1: following us. He's just so cute. What a brave little guy. Dr. Miller, once we get Mohawk back to the colony, how will we be able to find his family? He does have a funny little Mohawk, but he looks a lot like all the other
0: young penguins. Good question. Each penguin chick has a distinctive call. That's how the parents can tell their chick from all the other young penguins. So, once he catches up with the colony, his parents will be able to recognize him by the sounds he makes. Being able to recognize their chicks is very important once the parents are able to leave the chicks on their own. After about three months of around-the-clock care from their parents, penguin chicks are big enough to form their own circle, which we call a crèche, to stay warm while their parents return to the ocean to feed. Each time the parents return, they call out for their chick. If another chick approaches them, the parents will refuse to feed it.
1: Wait, Dr. Miller, stop! Reading bug, what is it? Look. Mohawk has stopped following us. He's just standing there, falling further and further behind.
0: Jonathan, stop the vehicle, please. Let's all hop out and see if we can see what the problem is. Oh, no. Oh, no? no? Yes, it's exactly what I was hoping we wouldn't see today. Look there, between us and Mohawk. Do you see what I see? Oh just along the edge of the
1: water. What is that? It looks like a giant gray sea monster. It has huge jaws and pointy teeth, and it's looking hungrily at poor little Mohawk. Exactly,
0: that's a leopard seal that has broken through the melting ice.
1: Oh no, I read that leopard seals eat almost everything they catch, including penguins. I don't think Mohawk has a chance if that seal catches him in its giant jaws.
0: What can we do? I'm afraid there's not much we can do, Reading Bug. Leopard seals are vicious creatures. They're the second largest species of seal in Antarctica, and they have a strong and dangerous bite. We shouldn't go any closer, or he may choose to attack us instead. I remember reading that
1: leopard seals have very few natural predators, too. Only killer whales prey on leopard
0: seals. Is that right? Right, I'm afraid poor Mohawk is on his own. And his best bet, I think, is to run as fast as he can. Wait, Dr.
2: Miller, if killer whales prey on leopard seals, what if we tried to sound like a killer whale
0: in order to scare the nasty seal away? I don't know. It could work, I suppose, and it definitely couldn't hurt. Let's give it a try. It may be poor Mohawk's only hope. Killer whales are not fish,
1: and they're also not whales. They're actually a kind of dolphin. A long time ago, sailors called them whale killers because they killed and ate whales and other marine mammals. But over time, their name changed to killer whales. So do they sound a bit like dolphins? We have a few dolphin friends, and we've learned a little bit from them.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right, Reading Bug. Killer whales are orca, a type of dolphin. So they use clicks and whistles and calls to communicate. It can sound a lot like singing, very similar to dolphins. To sound like a killer whale, you can whistle, like this. Make a clicking noise, like this. Or screech, like this. What neat sounds! Quickly, choose which sound you want to make, a whistle, a click, or a screech, and let's do it together and see if we can distract or scare that leopard seal. Gordon,
1: reader, let's try it together on the count of three, okay?
4: One, two, three.
2: Look, that leopard seal definitely heard us. He's looking away from Mohawk and trying to figure out where the sounds are coming from. Quickly, let's try it all again. One, two, three. black and white animal just leapt out of the water next to the leopard seal. (gasps) Is that a killer whale?
1: I think so, Lauren. That leopard seal just got the scare of his life. He's forgotten all about Mohawk and is quickly heading back into the sea. Mohawk is safe. That killer whale just saved the day. Shh! Look,
2: the killer whale is back. He's sticking his head out of the water and, listen,
4: I think he's trying to tell us something.
3: Hello, Lauren, Reading bug. So nice to meet you all. I hope I didn't scare you too badly, little penguin. I just love penguins. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not to eat. No, <laughs> oh, One of my very best friends is a little penguin just like you. Don't worry. My name is Franklin and I'm an orca. Killer whale just sounds so mean. I received word from my cousins, Danny, Donnie, Denny, and Dora, that you might be in need of some help, and it looks like I got here just in time.
1: Franklin? That's the name of a whale in one of my favorite books, Little Penguin Gets the Hiccups, by Tag Bentley. That book must have been written about Franklin and his friend. And did you say you know our dolphin friends, Danny, Denny, Donnie, and Dora? That's
3: right! That's right! We dolphins have quite an underwater network of relatives. And the four Ds, oh, that's Danny, Danny, Donnie and Dora to you, clicked and whistled to send me word that you'd be visiting my neck of the woods, or should I say, my neck of the ocean. They also mentioned that you might need some help because you've run into trouble on your past adventures. I was in the waters nearby and when I heard your call, I came as fast as I could.
4: Oh, wow. Thanks so much for your help, Franklin. You got here just in the nick of time.
1: Yeah, if you hadn't arrived, Little Mohawk would not have survived the leopard seal attack. And this adventure would not have had a happily ever after ending. Thank you so much for your assistance.
3: It was my pleasure. It's always a good day when I get to frighten a pesky leopard seal. It's even better when I get to eat one. (laughs) Oh, but I'll leave that for another time.
0: And look, it's the rest of Mohawk's colony. They're just up ahead, and Mohawk is sliding on the ice on his belly to catch up with
4: them.
1: He's found his family by using his special, unique cult. Goodbye, Mohawk!
2: Thanks for all your help. Good luck! Franklin, how can we ever repay you? Without your help, little Mohawk would have been that leopard seal's lunch for sure.
3: Since you asked, I do have a small request. I'm no great rapper like my dolphin cousins. I prefer orca-stra, actually. Uh, Not as good at comedy as those four dolphins either, I guess. Anywho, I'd like to lay down a little rap for you, but I'm going to need some help carrying the beat. Orca like me communicate with whistles, clicks, and pops, and I'm going to need you to click and pop along with me. Just like this. Can you do it too?
2: I don't know, but we can try. Can't we read her?
3: Great! Now, you asked how you could repay me for my help? Well... Antarctica is meant to be shared by all. Humans and animals, the large and the small. For humans like you, it's a place to study ice. And for mammals in the sea like me, it's our paradise. But ice here helps Mohawk and other penguins to thrive. It's melting much too fast and they may not survive. The fish and krill that feed the birds and mammals like me may not stick around in the fast warming sea. So promise me you'll tell the stories of our rising waters to help us save this fragile place for our sons and daughters. And promise you'll be kind to the ocean and the air to keep Antarctica a special place that we can share.
4: Yay!
1: That was a great rap, Franklin. Yeah, you're every bit as good as Danny, Donnie, Denny, and Dora. Great work.
3: Oh, I'm not done yet. You asked what you could do to repay me? Well, you're going to have to join in. Repeat after me. We promise that we'll tell the stories of these rising waters. We
2: promise that we'll tell the stories of these rising waters.
3: To help to save this fragile place for all our sons and daughters.
2: To help to save this fragile place for all our sons and daughters.
3: We promise we'll be kind to the ocean and the air. We
2: promise we'll be kind to the ocean and the air.
3: To keep Antarctica a special place we all can share.
2: To keep Antarctica a special place we all can share.
1: (laughs) Franklin, we promise we'll do that and more and we'll draw pictures to illustrate the stories we tell. We'll do whatever we can to spread your message and keep Antarctica as beautiful and full of penguins, killer whales, and other animals as it is today.
4: Thank you so much for your help. And please say hello to Danny, Denny, Donny, and Dora for us.
3: Of course I will. I'm so happy I was able to give you a warm whale come to Antarctica and to help you and your little penguin friend. Now don't just stand there blubbering. I've got to go. Until next time, my friends.
0: That was amazing. Are all your adventures as exciting as this?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. And thankfully, we are able to give Little Mohawk a happy ending. With the help of Franklin, of course.
0: That's right, Reading Bug. Together, we found the penguin colony, rescued the young penguins, and helped avert disaster when the leopard seal attacked all in a day's work here in Antarctica. Dr. Miller, thanks so much for
2: taking us to the penguins today and for your expertise. This adventure was even better than I could have imagined. If you don't mind though, I think it's time for us to be heading back home. It's
0: been a full day of adventures and excitement and we need to get back to our families. Of course, it was a long day for me too and I'm looking forward to getting back to McMurdo and taking a long, hot bath. It was such a pleasure meeting you and working together to solve each problem we faced.
1: That's right. Great work, everybody. Best of luck with the long Antarctic winter, Dr. Miller. Goodbye. Look,
2: Reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag, and it's getting bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. Okay, are you ready?
1: Penguins may not be able to fly, but we can. Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hop, three hops, and we're in.
2: We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away.
4: Look,
2: reader. The bright white of the snow and frozen oceans of Antarctica is fading away, and so is Dr. Miller's Hagland and the colony of Emperor Penguins. This was an adventure I'll never forget.
1: That's right. We visited the McMurdo Station in Antarctica, saved a trapped bunch of young penguins, and even met a killer whale, Franklin.
2: And I won't forget when I got a case of the mumbles from the cold and almost lost you in the wind and snow, reading bug or when Little Mohawk saved me and waddled me back to you.
1: And we couldn't have done it without you, Reader. Thanks for your hard work rescuing the penguins
2: today. Reader, what parts of today's adventure do you remember the most? What illustrations will you draw to show your friends and family? If you had fun on today's
1: adventure and want to have even more adventures in Antarctica, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. back! I'm sure looking forward to some warmer weather. Bugs like me aren't built for the sub-freezing temperatures
2: of Antarctica. <laughs> you're right, we are back. Until our next adventure, that is. Thanks for joining us on this adventure, reader, and for all the work you did to help keep me, the reading bug, and all those penguins safe. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Because you're a reader, you're a leader, You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for adventuring in the cold and ice of Antarctica with us today, reader. That was a really exciting trip. The reading bug and I have got to be going, but I'm already looking forward to next time. I'll see you again soon. Goodbye, until our next adventure together. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group and their new book Shouting at the Rain written by Linda Mullally Hunt. Linda is
1: also the author of New York Times bestseller Fish in a Tree which I just loved. Both are wonderful books for readers age 10 and older.
2: In Shouting at the Rain the main character Delcy loves to track the weather which is really fascinating to read about.
1: Yes I found it so interesting. And the themes in the book cover so much more than that. Delcy and her neighbor, Ronan, both learn what it means to be angry versus sad, broken versus whole, and abandoned versus loved. And they also learn that together
2: they can weather any storm. It's a really compelling story about perspective and learning to love the family you have no matter who they are. And we're happy to recommend it to you, our listeners. You can buy Shouting at the Rain and other great titles from Penguin Young Readers Group at TheReadingBug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Penguin Young Readers Group for sponsoring today's episode. And thank you for joining our adventure today. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me and Chloe Savage, and by Shannon Shern and Aaron Nafak. Original music was written by me, Diane Savage, and Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery was done by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. And please support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by continuing to shop with us or other local independent booksellers. Thank you. Goodbye.